Hi, this is Miracle Lori from Jocelyn's Dollhouse, and you're listening to my friends Scott and Miles on the Sci-Fi Zone Podcast. Podcast. This is episode 47, and we are excited about tonight's show. With me tonight is Miles. Miles, how are you doing? I am doing great, thanks. Oh, and I'm Scott, by the way, in case we didn't introduce ourselves in the traditional way that we typically do that. We will have joining us tonight, Televixen, Mary, the DVD Geeks, Televixen, who right now, as we're recording this, is actually doing a show, Fearless Radio, on Fearless Radio for DVD Geeks. And uh, that'll be, uh, but she'll be joining us in just a little bit just to talk about Dollhouse and to partake and be a part of our discussion of Dollhouse that we had with Miracle Laurie, who, by the way, we have as our interview for tonight. Phenomenal interview, wasn't it, Miles? It was great talking to Miracle again. Man, she, I am always just about uh, the candor she has, the way in which she handles herself, she speaks, and. Uh, just how approachable she is to the audience, to fans like us. Absolutely. I mean, that just you know reminded me what a good time we had just uh, you know hanging out with her a little at uh, at Shore Leave. Yeah, I mean, it makes you want to go back to Shore Leave. Well, another um, another six uh, seven more months. Yeah, to yeah, go. yeah. We have uh, we have the uh, Farpoint Con coming up, and that's only about less two than months. two months. I know. Yeah. We got to. I'm still working on making arrangements for that. That'll come. That'll come. Anyways. By the way, Televixen was supposed to join us in the Miracle Laurie interview, and we had technology hell that night. Skype was not letting us connect all four of us at once, and uh, since Miracle obviously uh, took precedence there, she deferred. But you'll hear a lot of her questions in the show. I'm sure she'll talk about that curses in the interview. Skype. I know, curses Skype. Curses, my precious. All right. On the menu tonight, we, of course, are going to be talking with Miracle Laura, like I told you. From the cast of Dollhouse, she plays November, Melly, and Madeline over the past two seasons. Anything else she played? No, I think that's about it, right? Well, a couple other roles. A couple other roles. Those are our major names mm-hmm. that we knew her by. She chats with us, of course, with what we have to look forward to in the next three episodes coming up for Dollhouse. And some favorite moments looking at the past two seasons, what she's hoping to do in the future. And as we said, Televixen will be joining us as Miles, her and I talk about our favorite dollhouse moments. Great. So it's going to be, it'll be awesome. It will definitely be awesome. Before we do that, though, let's do some show news. Now, we will be coming back with trivia in the new year. We're recording 46 and 47 here at the end of December. 
once we hit January, we will be golden as far as doing a trivia again, right? Absolutely. And our first show in January will will we'll be with David Allen Mack. Now, if you don't know who he is, you obviously have not been reading the Star Trek Expanded Universe and some other novels that he's written as well. What forty four hundred? That's true. And some other um, spinoffs, a series, uh, genre, I guess, related books that he's been writing. So, but uh, we will have we will be giving away one of his books in that show. But he's going to be coming up. Miles, you've read his stuff, right? I, I have. And um, he, he, you know, I remember Dayton talking in one of our shows about the Vanguard series. He, you know, now we got to kind of outdo each other. So, um, I mean, Dave Allen Mack is, is, you know, is a very fine uh, uh, fiction writer. And I'm looking forward to talking to him, especially as, a, as a, somebody who enjoys the extended uh, Star Trek universe. Yeah, it'll be good to have another author on the show. We have Dayton and uh, Kevin on. And they're great guys. And it'll mm-hmm. be great to have uh, David Allen Mack on and get his perspective yeah, on the whole genre. Got to meet uh, David L. Mack at uh, um, Short Leave also. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't. You, you, were, you were much more in tune with the authors, though, than I was. because that, you, Probably because you were familiar with the whole... That is true. I've been reading Star Trek novels for a good 20 years. So. And I'm going to be very honest that I've read the novelization of the newest movie, and that's it. I haven't gotten into the extended universe. Well, you have a, a whole new universe to explore. And I, <laughs> I, and I, and I will sh- show you how to enjoy it. <laughs> okay, when I get there, when I have time to get there, that's mm-hmm. for sure. But if you have any questions for David Allen Mack, please let us know in the next two weeks. We would love to share them with him and get your thoughts about what he writes and so on. So anyways, just that's just about it. Also, if you're interested in hearing more that, of me than just here on the Sci-Fi Diner, I'm, I do a segment for Fringe Casting with Wayne and Dan. And I do a Fringe Quote of the Week segment on their show. And if you are fans of the Fringe, this is a show that you really should be checking out. So just a little you know, plug for that show there. We also have a Sci-Fi Diner retrospective coming up. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. What's, what's that about, Miles? Well, uh, we're, lo- we're going to be uh, looking at uh, past great sci-fi shows um, we have enjoyed over the years. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, one of my favorites, uh, Sliders, uh, X-Files, Farscape. Uh, Sliders. There'll be other ones out there. Just kind of doing a tribute to uh, some of the past great sci-fi shows that uh, we enjoyed over the years. So our aim is to do about one a month. We won't do a lot of them, but just to kind of break it up and maybe kind of look back and say what what, what shows, especially maybe shows that have impacted the science fiction industry to this date. Right, and in, in the age of spinoffs, uh, who knows? Uh, you know. Maybe one of these we'll, we'll see them on TV again. Someday. Right, right. It's like it's almost like the uh, Seven Degrees of Kevin Bacon. You're playing it with well, the sci-fi show. You see the influences in this show and and that whole thing. So you maybe kind of do that whole thing. But, true, very true. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, let us know if there's any uh, show that you'd like us to talk about in one of the retrospective shows that we have coming up. Also, before at the very end of our show, we've been doing the Sci-Fi Five and Five. If you've been tuning out after the interview or after our news segment, it's well worth to listen in and to see what people say are their top five episodes. Top five, anything in Sci-Fi, our top five, our top worst, I guess. All that babbling to say, in our Sci-Fi Five and Five over the next couple of weeks, we are going to be doing our five favorite. Our five worst sci-fi television shows or movies of 2009. Heck, if you want to do the decade, let's do the decade. The, the past 10 years would have been the top five sci-fi TV shows or top five television movies or worse that you feel. This is, of course, your opinion that you feel uh, are worn in mentioning in our sci-fi five and five. And we'll play them on the show or we'll read them if you email them to us. You can obviously call those in at one 508 4343 and you can email them to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast at gmail.com or just you know attach them as an audio file in your email and put them into Twitter or anything like that. 
you can send us an audio memo on Twitter, and that'll work as well. Please do. One last thing in our news before we move into talking about Dollhouse tonight. I will be a part of a Dollhouse Roundtable on the Geek Squared podcast that we're recording on December 31st. I don't know exactly when that will be out, but I thought I'd mention it in the show. So by the time you hear this, it may very well be out already. But if you want to hear more about my thoughts on Dollhouse, that's going to be happening on the Geek Squared podcast. If you haven't checked out their show, it's well worth tuning in every once in a while just to hear what they have to say. Okay. So I believe that's it. Before we go into our show, we're going to take a short break here. You'll hear from our good friends at the Dollhouse podcast. The Dollhouse Podcast is a fun, informal, and informative podcast about Joss Whedon's television series Dollhouse, where we discuss everything about the show. We talk about the actors. When I see them playing this new character, I believe this is a new character. We speculate about the implications of the imprinting technology. It's like a, a videotape. You can erase and record it. But if you keep doing that, it breaks down. Is the human brain kind of like that? You know, if you keep overwriting it. And of course, we're chock full of tangents. If I die, I'm going to be wedged. Oh, who do you want to be imprinted on? Somebody really hot. So get active and tune in to the Dollhouse Podcast at thedollhousepodcast.com. Welcome back to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. Miles, we have a great person with us here just to talk about Dollhouse a little bit. We do. We have somebody who loves it just as much as we do. Oh, just as big of a geek, if not bigger. Is that okay to say, Mary? Uh, that is completely fair to say. <laughs> I am obsessed with the show. I was one of the people from the beginning that was like, you gotta, you got to watch it. It's amazing. And people were like, oh, no, it's so slow, blah, blah, blah. It didn't hook me. And... Now they're all regretting it because I've showed some of my friends some of the later episodes and they're like, oh, I wish I'd been following it. But they can catch up with it on DVD. No, they absolutely can. At least on season one. Yeah. yeah and, and this, of course, we didn't really formally introduce you, but this is Mary, the DVD Geeks Televixen. So joining us tonight. I'm always so, promoting DVDs. <laughs> right, right. Always DVDs. You just heard it there with the whole doll, Dollhouse DVDs that will be coming out eventually. Actually, it was in uh, my list of top uh, TV on DVDs for 2009, season oh. one. And yeah, it, on DVD. And, and, they, and they were good. They were good. Where, where did it rank as far as, did you like a top ten uh, I put it as like an honorable mention. I had a top five that included Sarah Connor Chronicles Ooh. Um, and The Prisoner as well as um, a few other things, non-sci-fi related like The State. Um, but then I also had sci-fi, Battlestar Galactica, the complete series. I mean, how could you not mention that? Oh, of course. But uh, I didn't mention Dollhouse as one of the top five just because... It's just one season. I feel like season two is really getting a lot stronger. So once they do a complete series, you can bet that it's going to be on my top ten list for sure. Wait, especially the second the second half of the season season two is just phenomenal. There's just no. Oh yeah, it is. It is. As Miles Miles, you so aptly put. Yes. If they would have started the season this way, it it pains me to say. I mean, yes, they, they they. Sometimes it's it's good to save the best for last, and sometimes it's not. And this is the case when I, I don't think it was. It may have been the, the better choice to sit, to put some of their really good stuff forward. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, uh, Mary, why don't you start off? We want to talk a little bit about some of our highlights from season two, since the show is going to be wrapping up, and we of course are doing this little segment in Dollhouse because we're interviewing Miracle Lari a little bit later on. Uh, interview we'll talk about here in just a few moments. What were some of your, give us maybe your top 
your top episode of this past season or top two episodes of this past season, season two? I'd say by far and large, my top two episodes from season two would be Belonging, which was uh, directed by Jonathan Frakes from Star Trek The Next Generation. Absolutely. Um, great emotional episode uh, about the Priya character, Sierra, and uh, what she went through before she became a doll and sort of the twisted uh, story of, of a guy who's obsessed with her. You really see the show get really gritty and dark, and uh, the stakes are definitely uh, amped up in that episode. And, they, and it just and, was and, really and emotional. Yeah, they brought him back then in Attic for just a little bit. And, and oddly enough, that's my second favorite episode, <laughs> the Attic. I mean, I'm a huge David Lynch fan. I'm a huge fan of, like, really creepy, dark, kind of Pan's Labyrinth-type imagery. Oh, <laughs> and I thought that this episode for network TV was really cutting-edge and perverse and and dark, and I, I just loved it. I mean, there was so much cool stuff. And I'm usually not a fan of dream sequence-type episodes, but the nightmare world of the addict is uh, one that I'd like to see more of, It was for sure. It was actually – it reminded me a little bit, when you talk about episodes that kind of push the line of, 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 ne- of network television, <laughs> it makes me think back to the X-Files when they did the, the episode Home. Mm, oh, do you mm-hmm. remember that episode? Yeah, uh, they banned it from air for they they showed it and then banned it. They wouldn't allow it to be replayed for a long time and then brought it back eventually. And now it seems tame. And it, it, yeah, you know. and but, I'm really surprised there's no controversy around uh, this episode. I mean, you, you have some pretty gruesome stuff. You've got a guy <laughs> with no legs um, who's eating human flesh, he's, and <laughs> he's, he's eating his own legs, isn't he? Yeah, his own legs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, there's just a lot of bizarre imagery here, but. I think more importantly than just the imagery is where the story is going. I love that uh, the Adele character is not what she appeared to be. You know, at first she seemed, can I say shit on the air? I guess Absolutely, I just go ahead. <laughs> at first she seemed batshit crazy, right? Like this alcoholic, not so broad. And now you realize that she's really working with Echo and trying to kind of take down Rossum by sending her into the attic. So you still really see this band of misfits kind of coming together in this episode. I, I will tell you, though, that scene where she reveals at the very end, at mm-hmm. the very end that, that she's working with them, seemed a little bit too convenient. Because I agree. It, it, I mean, I'm glad they did. I'm glad she's on the dollhouse side. Don't get me wrong. But it just felt like, wait a minute. You've been leading me another direction, and just all that, there's no hints leading up to this part that she's actually with him. I mean, she's turned in Topher. She seems to be turning in the dolls, and then all suddenly she's in league. I, yeah. I, I had a little bit of trouble with that. The only thing I, I know. Of. I think it's more interesting to to let some people just genuinely be bad because that's how people are in real life. Not everybody's, you know, working for the good guys. Yeah. So. Or is complex. Mm-hmm. I was thinking maybe she, the reason why it looked like she finally sold out to Rossum. You know, first we're thinking, you know, okay, she she chose a side, and that's what she's going to stick with. But then, we, then at the end of this last episode, no, she's helping Echo. The only thing I could think of the justification it being is she she's not in in Rossum's good graces right now, so she has to do something to get back into their good graces, so she can go back and take him down. That's the only thing I can come up with. Yeah, and it could take another turn, definitely, with True. the last few episodes. Yeah, we have three episodes left, and uh, who knows what's happening there. Um, How do you guys like the pairing of the two episodes each week? Has that um, done anything for you? And um, I haven't always – for me, uh, it hasn't done anything either way because 
depending on my schedule, I may get to get a chance to watch one and then watch one later. I, don't, I haven't oh, watched Oh, okay, any. you don't watch them back-to-back. I, I have just because my schedule – I just finished school recently, so I've, I, I haven't had a chance to – yeah, watch them back to back. Yeah, and I do watch them back to back, and I like the way they flow as one episode. Especially the past two weeks, I felt that the episodes really were one big episode. You know, split absolutely, up. absolutely. And I think on their own, they're not as strong. Uh, I didn't think Stop Loss was as strong as The Attic. It was kind of building up towards it. I feel like there's still more we need to know about Victor. I didn't quite buy the soldier story. It didn't really work for me too much, and this kind of Borg mind type thing. But it was cool to see, you know, the girls kick some butt in their, uh, you know, army fatigues. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Miles, what were your two, uh, give me one or two favorite episodes of the past uh, season here. Um, I, I agree with uh, Mary uh, Belonging. Pro- probably that, that that was the first episode that really stood out as far as just being, you know, very emotional, very complex. And just and giving one of the other dolls a chance to really stand out. Uh, um, uh, Dyke and Lock, Lockman's, uh, I mean... We get to see some phenomenal acting from her. But uh, one that I, I liked also was uh, Belle Close. Um, it starts out really creepy with the, this guy raging these women in these these poses. Uh, he ends up getting, you know, almost killed. And then, But, but what, I, what I also like to see is um, uh, Victor really starting to stand out. Um, you just liked Mike Hogan in that episode. That was it. That helped. <laughs> you, have, you have a man crush on Mike Hogan. Come on. Um, <laughs> I, I, I plead the fifth. Um, <laughs> but uh, what I, I liked also, um, this was a good season for the, the supporting actors to really stand out and get the, get their due. We got to see, uh, I'm, I'm probably not going to pronounce his name the best, but Enver Gojakic, uh, Victor. First he's playing the, the serial killer nephew, and then because of um, – Technical difficulties. Person he he is, and the person that Echo is is uh, acting out. They they switch, and then he thinks he's a girl, and he's dancing in a club, and you know having a good time. And uh, oh, that uh, seems hilarious. Uh, I, I thought I just thought that was a great episode. And then uh, Echo acting all creepy with the uh, uh, the college professor, you know, stabbing him with a mm-hmm. pen or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was that, those were two good episodes too. Mm-hmm. I uh, you know I will I will admit that I, I'm agreeing with both of you here. Uh, Episode four, Belonging, probably is one of my favorite episodes. And it was unfortunate that this came as episode four in the season because I felt like by that time Fox had kind of made up their mind. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, if this episode would have started the season, wow, what a banging way to kind of start the season here. Definitely. And my other one, my second one would be Love Supreme, which aired as episode eight. And that's where we see Alpha coming back into the dollhouse and all these past romantic interests of Echo being killed off. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, all to get, all basically all to get to Ballard. Ballard's character. character yeah. Yeah, Ballard's character there. Mm-hmm. Um, and to get, to get to him. And that was, uh, it was interesting. The only thing I didn't like about that episode, talk about conveniences. I felt like they mm-hmm. didn't explain where Alpha went. He just kind of disappeared. Mm-hmm. In that one. So same with Mike Hogan in that episode you mentioned. You just kind of disappear. You don't see him again. So. Yeah, you don't know if he actually got killed in that car accident or um, yeah, I don't know where, where he is. All right. Well, in the, t- in the moments we have left here, Mary, can you give us one of your favorite moments this season? Not episodes, but moments. Well, I, I just say in general, I love all the cross-casting from different uh, Joss Whedon shows and also – you know, the Star Trek world coming in, 
the Battlestar Galactica actors coming in. So I love seeing Alan Tudyk. I mean, he obviously was in season one as well, but I love him playing Alpha because he was such a good guy in Serenity and Firefly. It's great to see him play a bad guy. You know, uh, I love having, you know, a Star Trek actor direct an episode. And I love seeing Jamie Bamber in uh, Vows, the first episode that kicked off the season. Right, right. Well, good. Miles, do you have a favorite moment? It was great to see uh, Summer Glau back. Um, oh, and Summer Glau, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> I missed that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, She's awesome. She, she, she rocks. Although we did talk about a couple episodes back, it, it seemed like the same kind of character she, she's always playing. Um, kind of awkward. And, mm-hmm. A bit yeah, damaged. A bit, bit crazy. But uh, I, I did like the uh, the homage to uh, Doctor Strange Love though, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> with the glove and everything. Oh yeah, <laughs> and yeah. but yeah. love the uh, love the interaction between her and Topher. Uh, was, that was uh, charming. Cute yeah. in, in, a, in a geeky, nerdy sort of way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about actors that shine. Topher, Topher, uh, what Franz? Uh, how do you pronounce it? Like Kranz? Is that the way he says yeah. it? He has just shown this season. I uh, hated him in season one. I oh. thought he was just there for comic relief, that he was really kind of annoying. And, my God, I've fallen in love with that character this season. Yeah, he is just excellent this season. I love it. And I, A I, lot I, of range. I, one of my favorite... One of my favorite uh, scenes is when he and Victor, when he's when when Victor plays his double. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a classic moment. <laughs> it, it is, and he nails it, and that's all Victor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was, I, I thought that that was probably one of my favorite moments. Well, we have to move into our interview. We don't want to make the lady wait. Mary, we were supposed to have you here on this interview, and we had all sorts of technology hell going on the night we interviewed Miracle. Uh, yeah, I'm so disappointed I didn't get to be a part of it. But she's so talented. Miracle Lowry, of course, plays November, Melly, and Madeline on Dollhouse. And uh, she's a accomplished uh, ukulele musician as well as an actress. And uh, just seems like a really genuine person. And I'm sorry I, got to, uh, I didn't get to interview her with you guys. But I hear you used a couple of my questions. So. Oh, we did. You're going to hear uh, some, some of them we uh, credit right in the podcast, but even those we don't. Or just understand that a lot of what you're going to be hearing here in the interview is from Mary, the DVD Geeks Televixen, and uh, she kind of uh, helps us kind of steer the questions and steer the interview. So we got a lot of them from Twitter, so thank God for direct messages on Twitter, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so <laughs> kind of put us into that. Well, I guess one technology lets us down, and the other one uh, helps us out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, without further ado, let's bring in our interview with Miracle Laurie. got to get you out of here who was i who was i that made you so obsessed with me now's not the time it's the only chance you get her name was melly she was my neighbor i was fbi and she was helping me with my investigation <laughs> that was the fantasy i was your girl friday who you slept with the other six days of the week it wasn't a fantasy I was FBI, and I didn't know Melly was a doll. The dollhouse tricked me, too. So that made you want to work for them? It was part of a deal I made with them to get you out. I agree to work for them. They free you. 
So I should be thanking you. I want the default just as hard as you do. Then let me testify. They want you to testify against them. It's a trick. Melly, if you do this, it would be a mistake. I'm not Melly. I know that. You said you freed me. When someone's free, they get to make mistakes. Am I free? Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner podcast. Miles, we have an awesome, awesome guest with us tonight. Yes, we do. One of our favorite people we, we have ever interviewed. Oh, yeah. She is just absolutely phenomenal. We love we love her work on Dollhouse. She, of course, is Miracle Laurie. Miracle, welcome back to the show. Thank you, guys. It's good to see you, talk to you again. <laughs> yeah. We don't have video going. So I look. have seen you. No, it's been a few months. <laughs> it, it has. And talk about a few months. That's been, that was Shirley Con, and you've been at quite a few cons since then, haven't you? I think just the one in New York. Just, yeah, but just, that was that just was the one in New York. And which, which one? In uh, which con was that? Wizard World. Well, Wizard World. Okay, they, 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 <laughs> Miles. Do they have they have a Wizard World in Philadelphia too? Right. I'm not familiar with that convention. Uh, I thought I heard I thought I heard mention of it. Well, Miracle. Let's talk. Obviously, Dollhouse is on the forefront of every my, everyone's mind. But let's talk about something really important. What is going on with Ookbox Heroes? <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you for asking a lot. Um, <laughs> We, uh, we, as of today, just got our songs on cdfreedom.com and MySpace page, and you can now purchase our first album. Very cool. And how many songs are on this first album? Uh, seven songs. You can take a listen at either website, and it's 99 cents a song, or if you want the whole thing, it's five ninety nine. And uh, we're just really, really giddy about it, and I think within a week or so, it should be up on iTunes as well. So... We're officially recording artists. <laughs> yay, yay. What's the name of the album? Uh, just Geekbox Heroes. Oh, so self, just a self-titled yeah. album. Awesome. Self-titled, right. And is it, <laughs> is it just is, is Christopher May, is that right? Right, right. Okay, so are, are you the only two uh, musicians in the band right now? Yeah, yeah, it's just us. Just you guys. So awesome. So, Miracle, for Dollhouse, are we going to see you uh, kick uh, some butt and take names like we did last season? Well, when we left off, uh, Madeline was trapped in the D.C. dollhouse, which is just not nice. <laughs> I don't think it's, it's what she deserves. But uh, so can I just let her bear for the, the next couple episodes? When we come back in the beginning of the year, that's when I come back for episodes 11 and 12. Um, we see me again, and um, things have shifted one more time. So you get one more little surprise uh, about me before the show's all wrapped up. Ooh, I'm excited. I cannot wait. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot wait. Hey, uh, Televixen, uh, Mary Televixen, who was, we were trying to bring on the show here, just wrote in and said, um, she says that both you and her are both hula sisters. She danced hula since she was a toddler. What's one? She asked, what's one of your favorite Polynesian songs? Oh my god! To um, to dance. Well, she did, she just has favorite songs. Didn't say to dance or uh, I guess dance. You know what's so funny? I'm just kind of revisiting um, my my sister and another woman I've been dancing with since I was a kid, and my mom are visiting my mom's kumu, which is her teacher, and we're learning new songs again. And um, and we've got a couple good ones, but the one slow hula we're learning right now is called Kaloke. So she can look that up, and it's a beautiful, beautiful song. 
There, there are so many that make me just really, really happy. <laughs> is that what you find that uh, hula dancing really does for you? Makes uh, just brings out a joy in you that you don't get doing other things. Right, right, uh, yeah. Very cool. So- and and because I've been doing it my whole life, it's just it feels good in my body. It's just a way of life, and you feel the culture all you know immediately and. And it's just nice. It's a great workout, and it's very peaceful, and it's not strenuous on the body. It's it's wonderful. It sounds like it's almost a religious experience, a little bit. Can be, yeah. I'll yeah, tell you what. If if I ever get to be back <laughs> on the beaches of Hawaii, it'll definitely turn into that. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Uh, and and she also asked, do you eat? Is it poi? P o i. I have only had poi once in my life. Okay. Now you yeah. have, you have to explain it to me because I don't. Miles, do you know what poi is? I've heard of it, but I don't recall what it is. So, can you explain to our listeners what poi is? Since I have no clue. You have no clue? No, I don't. I barely know what it is. I, <laughs> okay. I can't even tell you where it comes from. But it's not meat. I know that. Okay. Uh, because I'm a vegetarian. Okay. <laughs> I think it comes from uh, one of their plants or a. You know, I I don't know. Isn't that awful? I'm not a real Hawaiian. It's just I don't that part of the culture. Like I've never had the pig buried in the sand because you know I've been a vegetarian since birth. So I kind okay. of I do the dance, uh, but not not partaking in the food so much. When we last talked to you, and I guess it was I guess it was July. The DVDs were just coming out at that point. In fact, I think they came out two weeks after we talked. And everyone was, mm-hmm. everyone, there was a buzz around, you know, episode 13 or what they called Epitaph 1. And of course, you were on, you were in that episode only as a photograph. Is that right? Right. I think so. Uh, at least we got a little bit of miracle in that episode, but, uh, what and more. Are, are you in the one, are you, are you going to be, and I don't know if you, if you can't tell us this, it's fine. Uh, but are you going to be in the episode that they call, uh, Epitaph 2 or the one that was, no. you, you will not. So is, 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 is that is that kind of uh, is that kind of geared as a sequel to Epitaph One? Am I right? In, uh, it is. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Right. Mm-hmm. So okay, that's what I that's yeah. what I thought. I was just <laughs> just clarifying that. It's unfortunate yeah, yeah, that we yeah. won't get to see you. But tell me about uh, tell me about this season. Uh, how uh, the season I assume is done. Being you're done filming, right? Yeah, I like I said because I'm only in twelve up to episode twelve. So I wrapped last Monday, and they officially finished filming the entire series uh, yesterday. <laughs> okay, so just wrapped yeah. that up, and uh, so so you were filming uh, after the news, obviously, that Dollhouse was was canceled. Right. Is that correct? Tell Vixen asked, where were you when you heard the news that it was canceled? I was sitting in front of my computer. And got a call from Chris, and he said, I'm sorry about the news. And I said, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and, uh, and then I, he said it was canceled. I saw it online. I was like, no, you can't believe anything you see online. Oh, no. And I looked, and I saw it. And, uh, and then I texted Joss. <laughs> okay. Like, is it true? And he said, yeah. And I said, well, are they pulling the plug today, or do we get to finish our show? And he said, we get to finish. And that's... That's really all I wanted to know. Yeah. I mean, it's it wasn't a horribly surprising news because obviously our numbers haven't been anything terrific. And, you know, our fans are loyal and they're hardcore and they watch every single episode and love it. And, you know, but and I thought for a while, I think we all did that that would be enough and people would buy the DVD and go on iTunes and Hulu and all that. And it would be enough. And we would at least get, you know, the backline episodes ordered or whatever. So none of that happened. And that's OK. You know, I um 
I, whatever, they weren't behind it. <laughs> right. So, so it was definitely bittersweet, but not shocking. And, and I actually, I'm glad we found out when we did, because I'd much rather hear the news, accept it, and then just enjoy my friends for three more episodes than, you know, be in that limbo place of agony that we've existed in for really a long time. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, we've been the little engine that could since day one, and that can be a little exhausting sometimes to have to constantly be fighting. And I, I know that most shows do that. It's just how it is now, unless you're smash hit and bring in 20 million viewers in your first two episodes, they don't want you, you know? Right. So, so you... it's, uh, it's, it's definitely, um, a struggle, but, but a good one. And, and everyone's so great. And the scripts are just unbelievable. I have to tell you every single script they sent me for this season blew my mind. It was like, what are you doing? <laughs> they, they didn't hold back at all. And, and I love how much they get to explore the different characters and our stories and the future and how we got, how, you know, how we get to that point. And, and, um, I just think it's great. And I, and I definitely know that they made some tweaks like for episode 12 to kind of wrap up a few storylines and, and, you know, just give you, give you closure, which is good. We want it. Fans want it. Everybody wants it, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so I think it's good. I think everyone's going to be really satisfied. You know, the last couple episodes have been really, really strong and, uh, the ones tomorrow night will be just as strong. And I think we're going to finish the last three the way we're supposed to. So I'm excited. I'm glad. I'm glad I got my time with all my people to say goodbye. And, um, you know, we're having a big uh, rap party tomorrow night. I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about it. But, um, <laughs> so we'll all get to, to, to play tomorrow night and have one big send-off. So yeah, it'll be great. Well, this episode won't be out till after that. So you need it. All right. Well, great. <laughs> so we're good. And I can edit that out, but it won't matter. Right? Sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, but that does break. You, you mentioned the writing. One of the things from uh, the – you did four episodes and then took this huge break in November. And the very last episode before you broke was the episode with Sierra. I forget the title of it. Miles, do you do you remember the title, Miracle? The focus, oh, which one? the one that the focused on Sierra and how she got into the dollhouse. Oh, oh. Um, I don't remember the name of it. I'm, I'm destroying oh, my geek cred here. I have IMDb here. What am I looking for? It's right here. It has to. Oh, uh, you won't. You won't be. In, you weren't in that episode. So that doesn't matter. Okay. Whatever. Anyways, from that episode on, there seemed to be a real change in the writing of the show. Like the first episodes were were fine. You know, I loved them. They were Dollhouse. But after that Sierra episode and then when they came back in December, it seemed like every single episode was hard hitting. And I just wondered, I wondered if the episodes changed when they find, like if the writing improved after you find out, after the, they found out they were canceled, or if these episodes were already written and in the, and kind of in the can, so to say, uh, before you found that out. No, they had written up to eleven by the time we found out we were canceled. Okay. Yeah, so those that those were shot. It was done. Okay. <laughs> it was way done. Um, I don't know what it is. I think. Um, you know, I don't know. I'm not in the room with those guys. Right. I just I'm lucky enough to get the script. So you know, maybe it was just. Do we have to reintroduce people to the story? Are we trying to get new viewers? How do we do that? How's the best way of going about that? How do we, you know, pay due attention to all the different characters that maybe didn't get a lot of attention last year? I mean, who knows what was going on? Or it's just that's how the story went. And, you know, they were able to get Summer for two episodes, and she was unbelievable, by the oh, way. <laughs> like, I... I didn't get to see her work until it was on TV, and I just was floored. I think she's so great and funny and quirky and scary and adorable, and and I thought her and Fran together did an amazing job. And 
So I think that's just where the episodes were. You know, that's that was the plan from from the word go, and getting Alexis involved, and so just awesome. And then Deachin had her whole episode, which was really really powerful, and kind of that episode to me kind of screamed of like what the show's about. You know, it is a dark show, and I think that's part of the problem is we never got to explore that and go like as dark as we wanted to. You know, and and just explore the client side of things. And I mean, who knows? I, the thing that was brilliant about our show is how much potential it had, right. you know? When we last leave you in the Washington Dow House, you, are you, did you, you actually got to work with Summer Glau then? I got to work with Summer for about two seconds when I, when, um, when uh, Madeline slash November is brought to the D.C. dollhouse and she has me in the little, on the table, and, uh, and you realize that I'm stuck there. Is yeah. that what you're asking? Yeah, so that was, okay. but that, but that was about <laughs> it. That was about it then? That's it. Yeah, okay. that's it. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, very, very cool. What, you know, Paul Ballard, tell us about Paul Ballard. What's going on with Madeline and Paul Ballard? Anything? Uh, you pretty much saw it. That airport scene is kind of where, where it ends for now, you know? Um, I know. (laughs) (laughs) You want more. (laughs) I, I, I wanted more, believe me. Um, no, I, I think, you know, after that episode, like we saw last week, they explore Paul and Echo's relationship and let that be whatever it's going to be. Because right. um, they are the two leads of the show. <laughs> and that, you know, that, that storyline has to continue. And that's a really awesome storyline, too. It continues right. to be pretty cool. Um, and then I, I don't know. I mean, they may come back together at some point in some form. You know, but uh, but for now, Paul's in a coma, so we'll see. <laughs> right, right. Well, you know, but I have to tell you, it was so it was so weird for me doing those scenes for a couple episodes as Madeline because a I wasn't supposed to know who he was, and b you know I didn't really like the guy because I thought he basically hired me, you know, from the right. dollhouse, and it was just really uncomfortable. And to to have to look in Topmo's eyes. Like a, he was a stranger after pretending to be in love with him for a year was a little <laughs> as an actor. It was like, hey, buddy, oh, what's man. going on? I can't, I'm not going to like you right now. So it's fun, but that's that's what's so awesome about the show. That's totally justifiable. You know, it's great. We've seen you shift gears a lot in this show. I mean, you're in love with him, you're estranged from him, you're about ready to be killed, but then someone flips a switch and you get medieval on him. We get to see that happen a lot uh, over the past two seasons. Yeah, I love it. I love it. They're like flip-flopping me. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it, which really challenges you as an actor or has to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, Madeline freaked me out because, um, you know, we only get the scripts, scripts maybe a week before and – and I didn't know who she was, and there really is just what there is in the script. And if I, you know, if the if the writers have time to to talk it out with me, that's great. But for the most part, it's just up to me and and figuring out who she is in the story. And and uh, it, it was a challenge in that, you know, she wasn't physically different from Melly, really. I mean, the clothes they made all the clothes for Madeline. They made those clothes for me and pulled like old Marilyn Monroe patterns because they wanted to do the whole, you know. Not fun to tell so much, but uh, but just that Marilyn Monroe style of suits and dresses and and all that. So it was like I had little things like that to kind of push me into a more sophisticated way of existing. But I I wanted her, I wanted people to empathize with her and what she was going through, even though part of her you know brain was not put back correctly. You know, she didn't really continue to feel the loss for a kid like a normal person would. So it was it was uh, it was weird to be there, but not a hundred percent, but to be genuine, but a little sassier than Mally and and 
So there was a lot that, that freaked me out about that, yeah. But in season one, the whole sleeper active thing, that was just fun. <laughs> it was just a fun day kicking ass. Oh, it was great. It was great to see that again. By the way, you mentioned the airport scene, and that scene was just incredibly heart-wrenching, and there was just so much truth, the fact that the, the idea that, you know, if oh, that, oh, no. that, that whole, if you love someone, let me let me go. If you really, truly believe I'm free, right? Yeah. I forgot what the yeah. line was. I, I, oh, when you, uh, when someone's free, they get to make mistakes. Am right, I free? Right. Yeah. A, a great line. We talked about it on, our, on our show a couple, two weeks ago or something like that. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. No, thank you. I, I, I love that scene. I love doing that scene. I love being at LAX and having a whole terminal to ourselves. <laughs> so great. That's so unusual. <laughs> I know, right? And, you know, it was just great having all the extras walking around. And it was just, it was a really awesome day for me. Um, yeah, no, that, that I love that scene, and I thought it was um, just really, really upsetting. And there was one point when, and Tom has done this to me before, like like last season when I had to tell him that I was a doll. Remember in his, in his bedroom when they, they have me tell him that I'm a doll, and then I have to tell him that he can't tell Nellie because she'll kill him, blah, blah, blah. Like having to have no emotion and tell him and break his heart and watch Tom's face, you know, just totally die in front of me, it's like really hard to do. And, and the airport scene was kind of similar. I... He would he would deliver a line a certain way and and I would just you know almost lose it. He's just he's very um, I think he and I have a really good chemistry together and we're not afraid to be tender and really go there with whatever moments are asked of us you know and uh, it's really fun. He's really fun to to work with. I've noticed with uh, Tamal Pennekin in uh, uh, Battlestar Galactica he was uh, he was almost the conscience of the show and in a sense he, he's almost the conscience of Dollhouse. Um, in a sense, he's always trying to do the right thing. Yeah. He knows this, so I, I'm not totally embarrassed that I didn't watch Battlestar. <laughs> right, right. And I know everyone's mad at me for that. I will. I will definitely eventually. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, he is. He definitely was the first season, and obviously second season he's been kind of compromised because now he works for the damn thing. So, you know, what happens when the one good guy isn't good anymore? And now the senator, Alexis Denisov's character, is MIA. So what the hell are we going to do, you know, with that? So we're just we're all in trouble. <laughs> right, right. Now, when they brought Madeline back into the show here, or back into season two, what, when we talked about in our first interview with you about what's the direction Madeline's going to take now that she's out of the dollhouse, what does this mean for her? Was this the direction that you kind of thought it might be, or was uh, do you feel that there was a good payoff for the character now with this new direction that Madeline took? It's not what I guessed or expected at all. No, not even close. Um, there was actually a really great scene in my first episode back that was cut, and uh, it's basically Madeline in her fancy new apartment, and it's a big party. It's like she threw herself a welcome home party with all her friends. I'm back, you know, from wherever I was for three years. <laughs> and uh, And so that was kind of fun. And then you see one of her friends, asking about her daughter. So you get to kind of see more of that backstory how she dealt with that, and it was all kind of taken out. So that bummed me out a little bit. But um, but for the most part, it's great. And when Joss told me what he planned on doing with the whole senator thing, and, like, Madeline's the one that decides to testify against the dollhouse at the Senate, I was like, awesome, why not? <laughs> right. Yeah, right. so so it was, it was great. I mean, that's the thing with Joss is, is even if you can't guess what's coming next, you kind of can. You never know how we're going to get to that point, yeah. you know? Well, you know, it's it's an interesting season because, you know, last season 
you were in the dollhouse and well, you were out of the dollhouse for part of it, but then you were in the dollhouse for the other part. And uh, this year, you're not in the dollhouse at all. So you, all these people you're working with, you're no longer working with. How did that feel? Was that a bit weird? Uh, well, the truth is I, I spent most of last year with Tomo anyway. Okay. And most of my scenes are with him this season anyway, you know, again. And so it's good. But we all still see each other because they'll, you know, shoot a couple scenes in the same day. So we run into each other. And so we're around each other. But, yeah, I... Like, I don't think I had one scene with Beechin or Enver this year, which is bizarre. And, you know, it's just but we still saw each other and, and talked and hung out. So it felt like we were all around each other. Um, but working with Alexis was a hoot. He's a really, really funny guy. <laughs> He's really great. Um, so it's 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 weird and it's not. You know, you're just happy to be working and be working on a good show with people that you enjoy. You had mentioned... Uh in the when we when we met with you this summer about how it was just it was a blast and that Josh hired you as a uh, as your as more of a typical woman in Hollywood rather than the uh, the high the 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 ultra thinness and all that has you felt have you felt that that has continued to open doors not only for you but for other women by being a, a model on, on TV like that I don't know um, <laughs> oh, oh, I mean. The thing that I've noticed is women literally come up to me and me or cry or send me messages on Twitter or Facebook and guys too. They're like, my wife and I love you, you know. So it feels good in that sense. And it, there's a, there's like a feeling of encouragement that comes with that, knowing that it, that it's an appreciated feature, I guess, of mine. As far as opening doors, I have no idea. You know, I think, um, there's a, an actress on Grey's Anatomy who's been around for a while. I can't remember her character's name. I think it's Sarah Ramirez is her real name. And she's like a, a normal size. She's bigger than everybody else, all the other women on the show. And there are definitely characters out there, but they're not like character actors. You know, it's about this is a normal woman. Here you go. Here she is. And she's sexy and funny and tough and vulnerable and all those things. And, and it's something I'll always be grateful for because Joss gave me a chance to show that. And I think people that are normally used to seeing skinny girls do stuff, you know, were able to see past that hopefully into the work that I did because the writing was so good because the stories have been so good. And so in that way, I hope, yeah, I hope at least the door has been open for me a little bit. Oh, oh absolutely. <laughs> you know, and at least you have it, yeah. at least you have it on your resume and it's, it's, it's nice. It's a nice thing to have there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, no, I just mean the rest of the quote unquote business. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Ready to start accepting that. Yeah. I, I hope because we, man, the business has been uh, focused way too much on thinness for way too long. Yeah. So, yeah. Not that there's not a place for that, but well, now, now we, we, we mentioned you mentioned that uh, we last talked to you as well that you were watching Dollhouse season one as the episodes were coming out. Have you continued to watch every episode as it airs, or do you see them before they air? I don't see anything before. Nope. <laughs> okay, so you've been watching that one scene that I do. Yeah, I watch it with you guys. You watch it with us. And so what is your impression pin in, obviously we talked a lot about the scenes that you've been in, but uh, what has your impression been about the season? What have you liked about this season? What has kind of stuck out to you? What were some of your favorite moments? Oh boy. There have been a lot of surprises here that I, that I read in the script and I was like, whoa. And then I saw them on TV and I'd forgotten because so much time had passed and I was like, whoa. So I got to relive <laughs> it twice. I, I was really, really pleased with Fran and Summer with Topher and, and um, Bennett from the DC Dollhouse. I, I thought that relationship was 
surprising and precious and awful and wonderful. And so that, that to me was a really fun episode or two to, to watch because I thought they were great. I love Alan Tudyk. I'm glad he got to come back and play. Alexis Denisoff, like I said, was a who. And um, they're just, there's so much more to come. It's not even funny and I can't talk about it. But, but no, like, I love, <laughs> you know, um, but I, I just think, I think it's been a really brave season. I, I don't really know how everyone else is feeling about it as a whole because it's, because it was weird. It's like, let's watch four episodes and then we'll take a month off so we forget everything that happened. And then now you get double doses, which is great, but it's, you know, went from nothing to everything. And so it wasn't really a cohesive season. And that's kind of awkward. So I'm excited about once they all air and I get my DVD kind of rewatching it and seeing how it looks as a whole. One of the things that I thought as I've been watching is the first couple episodes were kind of nice, but once we hit after this November break in December, all suddenly the timeline seems ultra accelerated. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Is that was that your impression, Miles, as well? In it? Well, yeah, they imply. Well, actually, they didn't imply. They said that uh, three months had uh, gone by. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. And suddenly the pace seems to just has been has been picked up. Mm-hmm. But, I think I think it's because. Um, the situation has been heightened for about a million reasons. I mean, the fact that Echo, the you know, the star and the number one doll and the one that the story is about was missing from the dollhouse for three months. And and then um, Clive Vanbrose, I think, is whoever, um, you know, took over Adele's position. You know, a lot changed. And I think that bumped up the intensity and therefore the pacing is faster because when the situation is urgent, it just makes everything keep moving and moving. And I think it goes, you know, and then Alpha coming back, I think all of that is just going to hurl us into the future. And and that's what, that's the intention, I think, is to just, you know, times are getting a little rough, things are changing in the dollhouse, and we have to keep moving forward. And that's and that's what happens. So it really is going to be a roller coaster. These next two episodes are unbelievable. And then the last three are just going to, you know, take us on out. No, well, we're, we are we are so looking forward to them. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are your future plans now that Dollhouse is wrapped? And uh, well, what's going on in your life? What are you looking to do? What are you hoping to do? Well, we just started for Christmas. That's one little goal I had. Yeah. <laughs> Our tree's beautiful. It's all decorated. My little house is a winter wonderland. We're very happy. Um, like we talked about, the Ukebox Heroes thing is very exciting for us. The fact that we actually got it all up on MySpace and CD Freedom and, can you know, people can buy it. Now we have a lot of fans in England that have been asking for this for a year now. And uh, so we're glad we can do that. And we have our first official show in February um, awesome. out here in Altadena in L.A. on February 9th. And, you know, I'll tweet and post that information, too. Um, so that's good. We're, we're going to start focusing and really getting ready for that show. Um on the acting front, everything's pretty quiet. I've had a few auditions for little stuff, and and uh, and then hopefully in pilot season when when that starts, like the second week of January, hopefully I'll be lucky enough to get on another show. <laughs> oh, we hope. And after that, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, you know, you really should use stream your concert so we back east here can actually see it. I should use my what? You should use stream it. Put it like in a video so we can watch it on the internet. Oh, 
that's brilliant. I am so silly and lame when it comes to the computer. I, I was like, Ustream? What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> oh, okay. I just, I just assumed. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> no, I, I can barely operate my cell phone. So yeah. it's <laughs> one step at a time. No, that's great. Or if we have a, you know, we may have someone to bring a video camera and just post it on YouTube or on our MySpace page or something so people can watch. That would be fun. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we, we would certainly look at that. Are there any uh, sci-fi cons coming up that you're going to? Uh, I'm going back to the one in England in uh, May. It's called Echo One okay. with Sean Harry. It's a really fun show. And that one is is all dollhouse. So it's a dollhouse-focused convention. So um, Tomo, Beechin, Fran, myself, and Mark Shepard are the, are the guests for now. And I think we're going to try to get Olivia. So um, it's going to be rad, going to be fun, party time oh, with my people. And and then after that, I'm doing, um, or before that, yeah, April comes before May. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm doing the Anaheim Wizard World con in, uh, in Anaheim, like I said, in like mid-April. Which will be fun because that's where I grew up was in Orange County. It's going to be right by Disneyland and it'll just be, it'll be a hoot to, to be in my, my hood again. Right, right. Well, that that is that is cool. Uh, you mentioned uh, Fran from Dollhouse. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, have you had a chance to work with him at all? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> oh, so none of the episodes we've seen. Right. Okay. I, I worked okay. with him. Well, I worked with him in my first episode when they're doing the diagnostics on Madeline. Right. So I got to do that, and then. Um, we may see each other towards okay. the end of the All season. Right. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Mum's a word. Mum's a word. Mum's a word. He, he has been so hilarious this season. He's uh, been brilliant this season. Oh, his, no. his episode with uh, Deaton with Sierra when he had to go help cut up the body and stuff, I was like, are you kidding me? He is so <laughs> And that little scene at the end oh, broke yeah. my heart. And then he was funny. Yeah, absolutely. He he was hilarious there. And then then you know the scene was when he's at the Washington dollhouse and Victor has kind of taken over his persona. Uh, oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> so good. <laughs> now Miles and I were debating was was Victor was that Victor's voice or was that Fran's voice? Oh, or, coming voice? out of Envir? Yeah. That was Envir. That's oh, how good he is. That that he was amazing. He was yeah, absolutely amazing. <laughs> Yeah, to answer your earlier question, I totally forgot. That's one of my favorite moments, too, because in the script, you're like, well, he could totally do this, because if you remember last season, they imprinted Enver with Dominic, with Reed Diamond's character, and he did a wonderful brief impression of that. And then when I read in the script he was going to be Topher, I was like, no, no, this is so good. I can't wait to see it. And it was worth every second that I had to wait for that, because they gave him... You know, his outfit, he messed up his hair and his, his little bracelet. Like, every detail was so good, you know, on the outside. And then Enver just brought it. He's just, he really, to me, is, is uh, I think, going to be one of the true people that shines from the show. And, and he'll never have a problem working for the rest of his life. You uh-huh. know, I mean, he's just too good. He's too well, good. He, well, he definitely has a personality to impersonate people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. No, he was he was incredible. That's that that whole scene and watching him there and and uh was it this season the one where he uh he begins to think he's Echo? Was that early on in this season? The one where he uh, takes on Echoes a switch personality. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. He was hilarious. He was dancing in that club. (laughs) (laughs) He's so great. He's so great. Oh, man. I absolutely love it. That was great. That was absolutely great. I love it. 
Well, great. Well, Miles, is there anything else that, that we have yes. uh, for Miracle here? Go ahead. Miracle, please uh, tell us about the uh, cabinets. What can we look forward to? Uh, when can we look forward to seeing you in uh, that? And how did you get the gig? Oh, the cabinets. The <laughs> the web series that will never air. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, Hayden Black is, is a real sweet guy, and he invited me to be um, one of the guest actors on his pilot. And it's really fun sci-fi musical comedy web series that I think is actually going to be really brilliant. And I think it just tells me that the pilot isn't even uh, allowed to be released yet or something. I don't know. I don't know what goes on on the production side of things. But whenever that airs, I will let you know. Um, right now you can go to thecabinots.com and they have interviews with me and pictures of me and um, James Leary and, and the rest of the cast. And so you get to see fun pictures of me with a fake baby and a faux hawk, which is pretty fun. <laughs> um, and then I sing in the music video. I don't know if that's been released yet, but there's a music video right in the middle of the episode, and they had me sing my part on it. So it was, it was fun. It was just a really great day. And and uh, as soon as it comes out officially, I'll let you know, because I'm excited to see it too. Yeah, we had Hayden, we had Hayden Black this uh, on, I guess in August, and he was talking about it, and, and the trailer was released at that point. But I think right, right. I think the only place that they had shown the pilot was at the Chicago Comic Con. I think they had showed it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I listened to that podcast actually. Well, you did. Yeah, it was a. It was. <laughs> uh, it was a. Yeah, he he's just great. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a funny funny man. Yeah. <laughs> well, Miracle, I'm sorry to see uh, Dollhouse go. I think you and especially the uh, other actors. Uh, we'll see them again in, in, in some other shows. I mean, they assembled a very talented group of people for Dollhouse. I don't think it's the end for you guys. Oh, thank you, Miles. Yeah, no, I I think it's a good group that, that Mr. Whedon put together. And, um, you know, we're we're all sad. We're all bummed because we all were given characters that we could have played for 15 years, you know, and been totally, totally satisfied. So it's uh, maybe 15 pushing it. Seven. Seven years. <laughs> Great. <laughs> But, um, no, I think you're right. I think it's a really strong cast of people and, and, you know, people like myself and Fran and Deachin and Enver were lucky enough to kind of be pushed to the, to the forefront a little bit. And that's a huge gift that we're all very, very grateful for. And, and we'll see. Fingers are crossed. Spirits are high. And, and, uh, now we all, we all are so grateful for all the support the fans have sent. Did you guys hear about the little booklet and the cakes they sent to set that one night? No, tell us about it. Oh, my God. Okay, so on WeedNest.com, all the fans, when they found out that the show was canceled, they got together, and they were like, we should do something nice. I, I know this because I stalk my own show, and I know what people say about it. Of course. So, <laughs> so, they, uh, so they're like, oh, we should do something. And then one day on Twitter, everyone was talking about it, like, okay, we're going to send it there today. And, so, and that was actually one of the nights that I was working. It was a night shoot, and a bunch of us were there, and it was really cool. And um, so they put together this fan book of letters and poems and pictures and little comments that were all basically thank yous to Joss and the writers and the crew and the cast. And it was put together in this beautiful book and brought to set. And then they had five cakes delivered, or six total, and they were in the shape of the sleeping pods. So it was like a, a round center, a round cake in the center, and then five basically long cakes that looked like the sleeping pods, which were, uh-huh. it was brilliant, it was brilliant. And uh, each cake was a different flavor, and each cake had a, a different saying on it from the show or a different quote. And it was just, 
it was it was like the sweetest thing ever, and I'm so glad I got to be there for that. And we all signed the book, and I think someone's going to get it back to the woman that put it together as a thank you to her and the rest of the fans. So it's just that kind of stuff blows me away. That's you know awesome. that they all worked so hard to get it together and actually got it there to us. And and um, no, we all we all know how grateful uh, we need to be and and how wonderful everyone is to us. And it's just been it's been a great ride for sure. Wow. Now the real question is: Have have you ever have you have you baked lasagna yet? <laughs> in real life. In real life. Uh, I yes, I have helped make a veggie lasagna. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Because <laughs> so, I mean, that used to be your signature trademark in the show, right? Come in with lasagna. I know that or manicotti, but my, <laughs> I have to tell you, my sister makes a main manicotti, so I kind of leave that to her. <laughs> I eat it really well, though. Well, uh, thank you so much, Miracle, for for being willing to be back on the Sci-Fi Diner, and hopefully we'll see you at a con sometime again or see you in another show coming up. Uh, and, and don't drop off of Twitter, please. Oh, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm totally, totally addicted. I, I, I hate to admit it, but it, it is what it is. Now. <laughs> no, thank you guys for having me back on it. It means a lot, and it's fun. And I, I was thinking about doing the interview today, and it's like how much has changed since the last time we talked. You know, it's yeah. just nuts. So hopefully yeah. uh, the journey will continue for all three of us. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Thank you, Miracle. And, My uh, pleasure, Miracle guys. Have a great yeah. night. Yeah, You're welcome, good evening. Welcome back to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. We are now ready to get into our Sci-Fi 5 in 5. And tonight, along with the interview that you just heard, Miracle is going to give us her top five Sci-Fi dollhouse moments. And uh, moments that she was on the set working and just moments from the show in general. Go take it away, Miracle. Okay. In no particular order, because it's just coming from the top of my head, one... The day that I booked this show, I can remember exactly where I was, and I cried and called about five people because I was so happy. And where were you? Um, <laughs> I was uh, I was driving. I was driving home from something, and I pulled over to cry because I couldn't stand it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was great. Um, number two, maybe kicking the guy's ass in season one because that was six hours the most fun I've ever had in my entire life um, three most of the cast including Joss Whedon and some of the writers at my birthday party this summer because it was just surreal for me still even though they're friends um, for watching every other cast member get their chance to really shine on the show and they've happened in different seasons different episodes different scenes and and I, I think the writers have done a wonderful job really showcasing how beautiful and talented every person is on this show. Every single, you know, man and woman that he cast is just unbelievable, and they're fun to watch. I love watching all of them work. Um, and five, that hopefully I'll have a few friends from this experience for life, and we'll get to work with each other again. And, and uh it's just been it's been a dream come true every second. So I, I'm sorry I can't give more specifics, but uh, just the blessing of this show and all the people on it and the friendships I've made that I know I'll carry for a long time. 
All right. Well, thanks a lot, Miracle, for doing that for mm-hmm. us, for doing the sci-fi five. That wasn't five. supposed to be five and five seconds, right? No. That was no. A long. <laughs> I, actually, I think it's supposed to be five and five minutes. So you're well under Okay, that. good, good. So, I was under, right. <laughs> yeah, so, so that worked. You've just heard from Miracle Laurie and her sci-fi five and five. Some really good stuff, Miles. Yeah, it was interesting to see, you know, I mean, I'm sure she, we could have given her another hour to tell us about what, what was, uh, you know, her favorite experiences were on the show. But um, it was interesting to hear that. And some of it is an interview, and some of it, of course, is just in those five moments, both personal and show-related, that, mm-hmm. that really meant a lot to her. Mm-hmm. You, as our listeners, can contribute to the Sci-Fi 5 and 5 by emailing us, calling in, or uh, Twittering us your five favorite, five worst sci-fi moments. And or it could be ships, it could be droids, it could be hairdos like we did the one week. Anything you want, five favorite shoes uh, in, in sci-fi. And you can get those to us and be on the show with that. The sky is the limit. It is. It really is. And uh, the way you can send those to us is at one eight 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 five zero eight four three four three. That's our phone number. You can call and leave a message with your five, Sci-Fi Five and Five. You can attach as an audio file to either Twitter. Our Twitter handles are Hertzog H E R T Z O G, and also the Sci-Fi Diner. And Miles, your Twitter. I am at Twitter, Son of Warf at Twitter. Uh- and- any of those will get that file to us, mm-hmm. and you're going to obviously email those audio files or just email us, and we'll read them. You don't have to – if you don't want your voice being heard but want us just to share what you wrote, we can do that. You can send those emails to us at the sci-fi diner podcast at gmail.com, and that's our digits. That's how you contact this show, Miles. Yes, listeners, please let us know what you're thinking. Yep, and uh, we haven't mentioned this in a while. We don't always ask this of our listeners, but please, if you get a chance, leave us a review on iTunes. It always helps in our ratings and our rankings up there. And please visit the SciFiDinerPodcast.com website. A lot of good information, uh, some articles that not everything that we put up there makes it into the show. I'm thinking especially Miles' little stint on the uh, DVD Geeks page about mm-hmm. uh, Star Trek and some other things that we put up there that we put into our show notes and don't have time to talk about it's always up there, and we always welcome your co- you to join our conversation there on our blog there. And sometimes our guests will uh, comment on there also. Yeah, especially Dayton. I'm thinking Dayton mm-hmm. and Kevin kind of pop in there once in a while. So, mm-hmm. Anyways, I believe that's it. Until then, good night and good luck. Sing a song and bring the sunny way.